Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Horse Hour. We've got a different Horse Hour today because we're talking awards. I think there are so many unsung heroes in our industry and it's about time we started shouting about them. The National Equine Forum are asking you to nominate who you think deserves a Colin Spedding Award. So today we're welcoming Andrew Waller, who's from the Animal Health Trust, who has won a Colin Spedding Award. How are you, Andrew? I'm terrific, thank you. A few years ago, you guys were lucky and and you were nominated for an award and you won it. Yeah, it was all out of the blue and um, it was a real, real surprise, a brilliant surprise for us. Because like you say, I mean, the the award is for the people that do work in the background. Mm. And uh, that's certainly the case when uh, you work uh, where we do at the Animal Health Trust, we're stuck away in laboratories most of the time. I imagine all these scientists with white coats in labs, you know, like working away. And I think there's such a, a great team at the Animal Health Trust. It's so lovely when you get you get a bit of credit for the work that you do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really nice. We do all of this mad sciencey stuff, <laughs> uh, looking at the DNA of bacteria or viruses from all around the world, and then providing advice back to the to horse owners and vets so that they can prevent outbreaks of disease. Um, but we, we don't often get let out. Um, and it's, it's really nice to find out that the work that we've done has been of genuine use yeah. and has prevented outbreaks of disease all around uh, the UK. Um, and uh, to, to then have that recognised through the, the Sir Collins Spedding Award, was it was absolutely terrific. You know, it was something that doesn't happen very often for it doesn't, us, does and, it? Uh, we really appreciated it. I don't. I, I think it doesn't happen for many people, Andrew. To be honest, when you're at the National Equine Forum, Princess Anne is the one that actually awards you yeah. your award, and uh, Sir Colin Spedding. He he originally set up the National Equine Forum, so there's a lot of history. There's a lot of heritage to this award as well. It is a very very special award. So, what were you nominated for? Do you know? Uh, so so for for working away on infectious diseases and coming up with uh, tests. So it was our whole infectious diseases uh, department, which sounds a great department to work in, <laughs> uh, but it really is. Um, so the tests that we've developed over the years and, and operate um, and preventing outbreaks of disease, uh, the impact, the welfare impact of that uh, was recognized uh, by the, the National Equine Forum. And um, yeah, it was, it was such a nice surprise to have happen. And um, so, so it we, should be awarded because I thank you because, um, you know, if it wasn't for you, we'd still have all these infectious diseases. And I know that we have a lot already. You've got the equine herpes uh, virus, virus um, yeah. influenza, you know, there's, right. there's loads of them. But thanks to you, you and your team, we're actually learning how to prevent it and, and cure. In some cases, the infectious diseases we can cure now, too. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we certainly can prevent them very effectively now. I mean, a herpes virus is endemic in the UK, uh, and there've been more outbreaks again this year, um, causing quite bad problems. But we now know what to do in the event of an outbreak, and we can get on top of it quickly. Uh, we can isolate horses and uh, allow them to recover, and try and uh, stop the the disease from spreading to to other yards. Um, and as long as we can contain it and treat the animals that are affected, then 
um, that that reduces the the burden it has on on the the health of other horses. So uh, that's great. And then for flu, um, we've got a great vaccination program uh, in Europe, um, and the Animal Health Trust contributes uh, to that each year uh, by following the way that the virus changes. Uh, so just like in human flu, you get updates for human vaccines each year. Mm. Uh, it's not quite every year for horses. It's about every 10 years. Uh, but the, the guys here, they, they uh, advise the pharmaceutical companies on how to improve their vaccines. And that has a massive impact on, on horse health all the way through Europe. I mean, I think we only had about 10 or 15 outbreaks of flu in the UK last year. Wow. And that's all down to the success of those vaccines. My goodness. Well, then you definitely deserve an award. So congratulations. <laughs> Were you, can, you, can you tell me a little bit about your role at the Animal Health Trust? Yeah, yeah. So I'm head of bacteriology. So I actually work on strangles at the Animal Health Trust. Uh, so, I mean, that, that is everywhere. Uh, everywhere in the world apart from Iceland, uh, where they haven't imported horses uh, for over a thousand years. We have strangles. Um, in the UK, we estimate there are uh, probably over a thousand outbreaks a year in the UK each year, uh, affecting many, many horses uh, in each outbreak, uh, sometimes as many as 250 horses in an outbreak. Um, so it has a massive impact on the, the horse community in the UK um, and abroad. Um, and so what I've been doing is uh, a very geeky bit of work looking at the DNA of the bacteria and working out which genes it uses to cause disease, um, and then designing new diagnostic tests. Um, and those tests were launched in 2008, um, and we've uh, used those tests to look at over 100,000 horses uh, now, uh, identify horses that are infected, and then those horses can be treated before they pass on the infection. So you can nip the, the outbreak in the bud, if you like, um, and prevent it spreading to, to healthy animals. So, uh, and treat the ones that have had it so that they get better <laughs> as well. Andrew, um, it's so amazing. It's, really it's not geeky at all. I find it fascinating. Oh, no, I think it the, the way that DNA has changed over the years from when it first came into use, really. Um, you know, it's used in police investigations. It's used right. for scientific purposes. It's, it's just... Uh, mind-blowing how far it's come and the work that you guys do it really is yeah. incredible yeah I mean it's a fascinating subject to work on um, and you get into it and the, the disease uh, is so interesting uh, there's so many little tricks uh, that it, the bacteria uses to, to infect horses um, so you're always learning something new so it's it's been great so winning the Sir Colin Spedding Award then by the mm. National Equine Forum what did that mean to you it was just brilliant to, to see that other people recognise that uh, that the tests that we've developed here uh, are having a real welfare uh, impact and benefit. And that's the whole point of us doing this work at the Animal Health Trust, that we have that welfare benefit. Um, and to, to see that actually it, it, we really have is, is fantastic. And we've been able to, to gain confidence from that. So now our test is used in Australia and the Netherlands and France um, and Sweden and Ireland and Scotland. Uh, other labs in the UK operate as well. Um, and we're developing it as a kit, which should get launched later this year. And that will go all over the world. Oh, amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we've just had a, a strain sent through to us from Japan and Argentina. Um, some more from Australia as well. And, um, you know, it, it's just so funny that uh, something that we've um, looked at and identified in our lab uh, here um, near Newmarket and can be benefiting horses at the absolute far side of the world. Um, so it's it, there's very, very few um, careers that you can do where that sort of thing is possible. And so it's, it's tremendous fun and um, it's made all the, the more worthwhile when uh, when you really do see the, the welfare benefits that it all has. You must be so proud looking at, you know, when you're sending off your packs to Japan. Are, are these veterinary uh, experts that are using your packs or is it is it a case where we could buy them and have it tested? Oh, no. So it's veterinary labs, diagnostic labs. Mm. So in Dubai, for example, now every horse that's exported to Dubai um, is tested using our test. Um, and uh, they have a central laboratory that runs that testing service. 
Um, and uh, yeah, so it, it's specialist still. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but it's not just our lab offering that test now. It's labs all over the world. I mean, we could never cope with that that volume of samples for India. Mm, mm. No, I bet you don't sleep much already, let alone if you had them all coming in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So who was it then that got to go and accept the award from Princess Anne? Yeah, yeah. So I, I got to go and accept the award uh, on behalf of uh, all of the guys here. And uh, so that was a terrific day. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, an awful lot of people there and uh, an awful lot of great and good from the equine industry so um, it was great uh, publicity for the work that we've done here and uh, yeah, it was terrific to, to receive the award in that way. And nice for your team as well, nice for you to be able to take something back and not very often do we get something tangible that says you know our work really does mean something and it means something, we know it means something but it means something to everybody else in the industry as well. So that must have been yeah. a nice boost for them too. Yeah, so, so the award itself is very special because um, it's actually a, a bronze stag beetle uh, so, so, so Colin Spedding uh, was going to retire from the National Equine Forum and they'd um, produced this uh, bronze stag beetle for him as a thank you for all the work he'd done over the years. Uh, but unfortunately, of course, he died before he, he retired. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's actually that stag beetle that is given out each year um, in his memory uh, to, to, the, the, to people that have um, helped horses in some way or another. Um, so it, it's a really, really special award. I think it means even more to everyone who receives it because of that. Mm. Um, and it's a really, the, the stag beetle, when we uh, received it, I took it round all of the guys in our group, um, and they all had their photos taken with uh, Sir Colin the stag beetle. <laughs> and uh, it was it was absolutely fantastic for them all to, to, to see that. I think it, it, it inspired everyone to, to put in that extra little bit as we go forward and and try and treat other diseases as well. Oh, Andrew, thank you so much. Massive congratulations to you. I mean, even though it was a couple of years ago, it's a lifelong award, something that sticks with you forever. And, yeah, thank you for all the hard work that you do, for making our lives much easier and safer for our horses, because our main concern is that it's the welfare of them, that they'll be okay. And with all these new diseases coming out, sometimes we can feel a little bit helpless, so it's nice to know that you and your yeah. team are working in the background, keeping them safe for us. Yeah, yeah. No, as a big team, we're always looking at, looking out for what's next on the horizon so we can be there first. Yeah. If you were to nominate somebody, who would you yeah. nominate for, uh, for the National Equine Forum Sir Colin Spedding Award? Yeah, so, so I mean, from my point of view, I see uh, a lot of work that, that goes on. Um, dealing with strangles in particular, and for me, there's there's one group that that really stand out, and that's Red Wings. Mm. Um, I think the work that Red Wings have done over the years is uh, really pioneering. I mean, they helped to identify carriers of strangles uh, in the first place with the scientists at the Animal Health Trust, uh, Richard Newton, uh, years ago, um, and they they provide support and advice uh, and help. Uh, for owners and vets all, all throughout the UK and abroad as well. Um, so, yeah, very much unsung heroes there, I think, and uh, a huge welfare impact that they've made over the years. So Red Wings would be my personal choice. But there's so many out there that are well-deserving. There are. I know it's difficult, isn't it? And a, a lot of people that we don't know about, too, that we haven't, we haven't heard about previously. Well, you know what you have to do, Andrew? You've got to nominate Red Wings. And this is how you do it. To submit a nomination, you have to write in no more than 100 words why you believe your chosen candidate should be considered for the award. Nominations are open until the 31st of July 2017. The National Equine Forum Award Committee will then produce a short list of nominations from which the winner will then be selected. You can't nominate five times though, Andrew, okay? You can't nominate for the same person five times. Only one nomination counts, <laughs> so don't think that you can cheat. <laughs> then the winner, together with the shortlist of nominees, will be invited to attend the next National Equine Forum on the 8th of March 2018, where the award will be formally presented. And, and even just to be able to, even just to be nominated is, is such an accolade. Then to be shortlisted and then to be able to go and spend the day at the National Equine Forum. I was so lucky to be there last year and I was mesmerised with the amount of research and changes that are taking place because of this forum. I think it's incredible. 
incredible. Yeah, no, it, it's really great to have and just linking everyone up in the way that they do uh, and helping to coordinate uh, research efforts and welfare efforts. It, it's a fantastic organisation, yeah. Andrew, thank you so much for your time. Um, it's lovely to speak to you and um, please pass on you know, our well wishes to your team at the Animal Health Trust and uh, we'll speak to you very soon.
Welcome to Horse Hour Live. Hope you've had a really good weekend. That was really kind of Andrew Waller to join us and uh, tell us about his experience winning the Sir Colin Spedding Award thanks to the National Equine Forum. And I'd love to know tonight if you could nominate anybody, who could it be? It could be your friend, it could be your neighbour, it could be your riding instructor, it could be a charity that you work really closely with. Whoever it is, tell us on Twitter this evening. Just use hashtag Horse Hour um, and uh, tell us who you would nominate for a Sir Colin Spedding Award. Then, if you actually would like to nominate somebody, it's really, really easy. You just drop an email to info at nationalequineforum.com and uh, say in a hundred words why you think that person deserves or that company deserves an award. And then the NEF, uh, the National Equine Forum Award Committee, will shortlist somebody. You've got until the 31st of July 2017, so we've got a few weeks yet um, to get your nominations in. But tonight, let's just spread the love over why you think somebody deserves a nomination. Do keep letting us know what you've been up to at the weekend. It's been a really, really busy weekend with lots of competitions and shows going on. So I'm going to be doing a roll call because on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, it was the RDA Championships. And there have been so many prizes and awards. So I'd like to congratulate you. Keep using the hashtag Horse Hour. And for now, enjoy some music. Jack. 
Welcome back to Horse Hour Live. Happy Monday. Hope you're enjoying Horse Hour on Twitter this evening. Now, it's time for a huge congratulations to some winners this weekend. First of all, Rich Neal, you won your Kenton Masters Team Quest British Dressage Novice Class on Sunday. Congratulations. That's really good. What's what's so lovely about Rich is that we've been watching Rich's story, his journey, really, over the last year of when he decided to get into dressage. And uh, he started off doing it online with dressage anywhere just to gain a little bit of confidence um, he what you can do with dressage anywhere is take a video at home of you and your horse and then you upload your video onto dressage anywhere and you have official judges that can actually either help you with your training or you can enter actual competitions for money and win prizes. It's a brilliant idea, especially if you have a young horse that you're trying to train through the ranks. Maybe you're not that confident. Um, I I love it because, uh, let's take me for an example, I'm not great at going out anywhere. If you listen to the Horse Hour podcast, then you'll know that uh, I'm not a very confident rider and I'm trying really hard to do more with my horse and have fun with Blackjack. And part of that is going out. But I have this dreaded fear when I go out of the what-ifs. What's going to happen? Is he going to spook at the other horses? Is he going to load into the trailer? Is he not going to load into the trailer when we're leaving? That's my worst nightmare is we're actually at an event and I can't get him back in the trailer to come home. So I also really want to do dressage and I'd love to train him and, uh, and actually get out competing. So for me, dressage anywhere is brilliant because it gives me the opportunity to enter some competitions, do some tests, have all the practice, I guess, of learning the tests in the environment, but doing it in the environment and the safety of your own yard. And basically, that's what Rich has done. So I'm so pleased, Rich, that you've managed to do that. And now you've gone out and actually competed as well uh, with Team Team Quest British Dressage. So huge, huge congratulations to you. And then another great event this weekend was the RDA National Championships. And there are just so many people I need to say congratulations to. I'll just pick out a few. Matthew Daly, you'll know him because he's been on the Horse Hour podcast before watching his journey. He's had a couple of ups and downs over the last few months. Um, Sadly, he lost one horse. He's just got a new partnership with this beautiful horse called Womble. And uh, if you're on Twitter or Facebook, then you can see Matthew's journey and how they do show jumping together and they do dressage together. It's brilliant, brilliant to watch. Um, So he did really well. He came sixth in the grade four championship test on Sunday. So massive congratulations to you, Matt. And then I'm going to read out a few more names. The rest we're going to put on our website, horsehour.co.uk. So I wish I had some music to go behind uh, this roll call. Sarah Davies, Lisa Sumner and George, Mark Griffin and George, Jonathan Rigby, Kirsty Lang and, and Ellis Holdaway, Lucy Armstrong and Ellie Hull, Elise Johnston, Paul Collett, Hillary. Hillary had the highest scoring horse in the Countryside Challenge. So congratulations to you. There's also from South Knotts RDA, Lily Renton, who became fifth in the Countryside Challenge. Uh, on Saturday, and Gabriella Blake, Phillips Brothers, and Tallulah Renton. Huge, huge, huge congratulations to you, because it's such a big deal when you're going out to a competition. And the RDA champs were held at Hartbury College, so massive thank you to you for holding them as well. Do tell me what you've been up to at the weekend. If you've entered any competitions, maybe you've just enjoyed a little hack uh, because very shortly on Twitter, I'll be posting from a head cam of somebody who I like to think is super famous because he's also been on the Horse Hour podcast and his name is Sergeant Craig Richards. And Sergeant Craig sent us over a video earlier of what he's been up to in the Mounted Police Force with his horse this weekend. So uh, check out Horse Hour um, on Twitter for that. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Kill the mood. And I don't feel like talking no more. I wasn't ready to lose you. You're the first man to move me. Yeah. You help me feel alive. Got me up from nine to five. Oh, I could get through those days with you on my mind. Yeah. Gotta try and move on, but I promise. You, I will kiss your crown when life takes me down. I say my last dance for you, my friend. I say my last dance for you, my friend. Another face in the crowd. back to Horse Hour Live. Hope you're having a good evening. Tonight we are talking awards and unsung heroes because I don't know about you but I have met so many people these last few years in in our industry that do great things for horses. They help, it could be somebody that's helping us with um, our own riding or our education. It could be somebody that works for a charity that helps horses and it's about time we said thank you. I was going to say, say congratulations. We're not saying congratulations. We're saying thank you to them for all their hard work, the tireless hours that they spend looking after horses, being on the end of the phone, 
doing whatever it takes to help our industry. And that's what the National Equine Forum is doing. Every single year, they have this prestigious award called the Sir Colin Spedding Award. And I was really lucky to actually see uh, the award being presented last year. It's held in this beautiful place in London um, where some of the top people in the industry go and sit in this room and they listen to education, they listen to experts, and they all discuss how we can improve the industry. It's a really, really great forum that takes place. And part of it is the Sir Colin Spedding Award. Now, Sir Colin was one of the founders of the National Equine Forum. And uh, sadly, when he passed um, in in respect of him, we now have this award. And it's good, it's really good just to be nominated for it, to be honest. And then to get shortlisted, you get to go and spend the day at the National Equine Forum and be all around these educating professionals. I could just get really geeky and really passionate about it. Um, but what's lovely is that the, all these nominations come through and quite often we don't get to hear any of their stories of why people have been nominated. So there's one thing I'm asking you to do this evening, and that is if you were going to nominate somebody for the Sir Colin Spedding Award, who would you nominate and why? You can tell me on Twitter, just use hashtag horse hour or at horse hour. If you were going to nominate somebody, who would you nominate and why? And then if you would actually like to nominate somebody and you think, no, not only am I going to tell Amy at Horse Hour, but I'm going to actually nominate them, then send an email to info at nationalequineforum.com and you've got to write no more than 100 words of why you believe your chosen candidate should be considered for the award. You can nominate up until the 31st of July this year you can only nominate once though because it doesn't matter how many times you nominate it won't make a difference they only need one email per nomination and then the national equine forum top award committee get together and they shortlist some and i'd actually like to share one of those shortlisted stories with you now it's a lovely lady called bonnie miller and she was shortlisted last year so bonnie grew up around cows rather than horses in her home state of Pennsylvania, but always had an interest in the horses more than the cows. It was an equine medicine, she was an equine medicine nurse at the University of Pennsylvania's New Bolton Centre, and it was there that she met her dream horse, a thoroughbred working hunter who was donated to the centre. And she learnt the finer points of riding and competing. In 1991, she moved over to the UK and joined, well, because she got married, and she joined Rossdale's veterinary surgeons as head nurse. During her 12 years in the role, she helped develop the first qualification for equine veterinary nurses in the UK, gained her own UK qualifications and advised on the design of their new hospital. So already... In, in quite a, a short period of time, really, she has campaigned and she's worked tirelessly tirelessly to um, help develop qualifications for equine veterinary nurses. Bonnie continues to mentor nursing and veterinary students at Rossdale's whilst developing her own interests in critical care nursing, wound management and neonatology. She's published and she lectures internationally and she is a past president of the British Veterinary Nursing Association, equine nursing editor of the VNJ, uh, which I presume is the Veterinary N- uh, Nursing Journal. And uh, she's also an advisor. Plus, not only that, she's volunteered... Oh gosh, she's done so much. She's volunteered on the veterinary team for the London 2012 Olympic and Paralympic Games. Uh, When Bonnie was asked what it meant to her to be shortlisted, this is what she said. She said, equine nursing is a young profession and I'm grateful that I'm in a position to encourage and teach those starting out. We should all leave legacies. Uh, I believe in the proverb, a society grows great when old men plant trees whose shade they know they shall never sit in. As veterinary nurses, we do much of our best work behind the scenes and out of sight. And when I received the news of my nomination, I was exhausted after a long weekend on duty. The call really lifted my spirits. So it just goes to show what even a nomination can do when somebody is just doing everything they can to improve their part of the their profession and their part of the sector. Because let's be honest... As individuals, we can't change the world, as the saying goes, but together we can. And there are so many different sections of the equestrian industry, even our own little bit that we do, I think really could make a difference. And so today is about 
celebrating and saying thank you to those people that you think work hard so do keep tweeting me if you were going to nominate somebody who would it be hashtag horse hour and we'll see if we can uh, read out some of those nominations shortly Welcome back to Horse Hour Live. Hope you're having a lovely evening. I still would love to know what you've been up to this weekend. You're sharing your stories at the moment on Horse Hour on Twitter. And uh, Molly's been doing some pole work. Um, her horse is called, well, I think she calls him Paddle Pants. And, and what's great is that she's put a video on Twitter this evening of her actually jumping with her horse. And she's got a cross pole and then in between a straight pole, um, which is actually on the ground and isn't a jump. And then another cross pole if you're still with me, followed by a straight pole on the ground that isn't a jump. And and I believe that this teaches the horse to pay attention, to pick his feet up, which would be great for Blackjack because he's constantly knocking poles over. He's a Frisian cross-gelderlander and we're not very good at jumping. So any tips that you've got for getting your horse jumping would be really good. I saw quite a funny video on Facebook today, actually, that was this guy from 1978, I believe, um, and he was jumping. And as he was jumping he was throwing himself out of the saddle literally really really high his his legs came up either side of him left and right and uh, and there was about 
probably about um, half a foot gap between his his bottom and the saddle just as he went over the jump. And he was asked once why he did that. And he said it's to give the horse more lift back in the day when um, they had different training techniques then. And I think it's quite fascinating to watch how we used to ride as opposed to how things have come on now and, and how we ride now. And part of that is education and research, I think, is realising how things change. We use different techniques and the impact on the horse that, uh, you know, falling into a saddle might have. We now know that's going to hurt the horse's back. Um, but an interesting man that I did speak to uh, is a guy called Alex Copeland, who's the Director of Education at the British Horse Society. And you can actually hear his interview if you head over to um, iTunes or Acast. You can hear hear it on the Horse Hour podcast. And also if you head to our website, website horsehour.co.uk is on there too um but alex has uh, and his education team at british horse have developed this new career pathway program which is if you're looking at having a career in the equestrian industry then they have any kind of qualification for you and it could be anything you could be interested in becoming an instructor or a coach i must stop saying instructor i don't mean to they're called coaches now um but they have an accredited coach qualification they also have grooms qualifications if you're thinking about becoming groom and very basic uh, qualifications too. Maybe if you've got your first horse, they're called recreational qualifications. So if you've got your first horse and uh, or you might be a mum that, um, you know, you've just bought your son or your daughter their first horse and you'd like them to know the horse care basics and uh, kind of the foundations of horse care, then there's qualifications for that as well. Um, and I think really everybody should have some form of horse care qualification so you know what to feed them how to look after them what grooming and and if I had my way it would actually be a legal requirement a bit like a pet license I've been saying this for years I think everybody that has an animal should have some form of license that shows that they are well not just about educated but switched on enough to actually look after an animal and uh, and then maybe we won't have so many horses and dogs and cats being abandoned if you've got to actually get a license but I'm not in government sadly I'm not a member of parliament so I can't do anything about that I can just hope and pray and uh, and I'll do that by saying let's try and get some more qualifications and teach our youngsters really good standard horse care that'd be good um but he also says there's other parts of the industry if you're thinking i don't know if you want to do more business or you just want to work in our industry because you love the horses then uh, they have lots of qualifications so do head over and have a little listen to him and uh, i'll just should we have a look now through horse hour and see what you guys have been up to yep you can head on to our face uh twitter page to see uh, sergeant craig richards uh he's from the met task force uh so he's a mounted police officer and he went to lamberth county show with his team this weekend and he put on a head cam for the first time so you can see what it's like to jump through fire because that's what these guys do they're incredible they jump through fire and uh, canter over jumps bareback no saddles and you can see what it's like from his perspective with this head cam and um, i was really lucky I got to catch up with Sergeant Craig and his team a few months ago. We went up to visit them in the Mounted Police and you can see a video of them training and how they prepare their horses, not only for the, uh, it's called the activity ride where they put on this show at county shows, but also how they train them for going out on the beat and um, going to football matches and, and getting them prepared for everything that these horses have to go through. So you can see those videos on our website, horsehour.co.uk, and they're on Twitter right now as well. So what else have you all been up to? Um, Debbie says she's in Arken visiting the World Equestrian Festival this week. This week, that looks amazing. Oh, Debbie, do tell us what's been happening at Arken and what you're going to see there. Um, what does let's see? Molly's been doing trotting poles. Matt Daly has been to the RDA champs. Tanya's bought a new sparkly brow band. Well done, that looks very pretty. Katrina has been using conditioning mash um, and she's played from Aquarii Feeds and her horse looks so shiny. He looks really, really gorgeous. I'd love to know, actually, how many of you do use conditioning feeds because throughout the, the, the as the summer months change, you know, as the, the I want to say spring, summer, um, whatever, Seasons, that's what I'm thinking of, seasons. As the seasons change, 
Does your horse change? Does it change its colouring? Does it become more shiny? Does he uh, get dapperly? Because some horses get dapperly if they're really healthy. Because I've never fed blackjack on conditioning cubes he's always had really really basic feed i haven't put him in anything particular you know any competition mix or anything like that because he's just like me if he looks at grass he gets huge literally and if i look at chocolate i get huge so we both have to kind of keep our diet to a minimum so sometimes throughout most of the year I don't feed him that much and um, maybe I'll give him a little bit to make sure that he gets the nutrients that he needs throughout the winter and occasionally a little bit through the summer but basically I've never used these conditioning mixes so I'd love to know your thoughts on them and if they really do make a difference um, can you tweet me I'm at Amy Stevenson one horse hour is at horse hour and don't forget to use the hashtag horse hour now we've been using a lot of slow songs lately so uh, I'm going to take it up a mix and go for something that's quite quite old for me um so it might show my age but uh yeah i hope it doesn't give you too much of a headache if you hate it do let me know and i won't play any of this music again but you can also tell me what music you'd like to hear just tell me on twitter i need your advice if you can find the time to give your love to me i will wait for you that's all you need If you can find the time If ever you're free Just drop me
Just for a minute then, I forgot that I am 32 and I have children and I have responsibilities and uh, I just pretended that I was 25 again and that was so much fun. Um, Do tell me what songs you'd like to hear on this Horse Hour Live because we can use whatever music we'd like. So if you have your favourites, if you'd like a little bit of country or you want a little bit of rock or it's great. We're not like a radio station. We don't have to play the same song over and over again. We'll play whatever you want. Um, So just let me know on Twitter and include the hashtag horse hour. Thanks so much for your nominations for the uh, National Equine Forum Sir Colin Spedding Award. It's lovely to know if you were going to nominate somebody, who would you nominate? But if you'd actually like to make a nomination, then pop down on an email to info at nationalequineforum.com You have to write no more than 100 words why you believe your chosen candidate should be considered for the award. Nominations are open until the 31st of July, so I hope you've popped that into your diary. And then the uh, National Equine Forum Award Committee will get together and shortlist their favourites. You can only nominate once, though. You can't nominate more than that. So it's info at nationalequineforum.com. I nearly forgot to tell you what a great day I had last week because I went to meet Daisy Jackson. She's a dressage rider and I popped down to her yard. I met her lovely mum, Debbie, as well, and um, managed to uh, just take a few tips from her about how she runs her yard and her training and what she's doing with her horses and she's really kind to show me some of the work that she does as well so I filmed that for you and I'll be popping that onto Horse Hour next week along with a load of pictures an interview with Daisy where she talks very openly she's so sweet she really does share a lot of her story and her journey and uh, and a bit of advice as well of things that we can be doing with our horses at home and I also had a lovely chat with her mum too and she's really sweet and actually her mum used to be a really good well I say used to be a really good rider she is a really good rider but she competed at quite a high level so uh, she was fascinating you can catch all of that on horse hour next week thanks so much for listening as always if you've missed anything then you can re-listen to this on the podcast if you just head to itunes acast you can head to our website and uh, we just have so much going on this week and this month actually is super super busy um I also went to see, or last Thursday, I went to see a lovely lady called Nicola Thorne, who is, uh, well, she was ranked as one of the world's top endurance riders. So you'll hear an interview with her in a couple of weeks, as well as some photos. So basically, I went to her yard in Norfolk on Thursday and uh, filmed her riding with uh, one of her favourite horses and took a load of photos, got to meet her, which was lovely. And then in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a full-on hour, half an hour, hour chat um, where she's going to divulge everything about her life which you'll be able to hear that so I'm really excited and the reason that we're doing it in a couple of weeks is because there's a big kind of competition coming up in a couple where I believe they present their horses once they've presented their horses they'll know how far they've got through to this competition series, which horses she's got going in. And so then she'll be able to tell us a bit more information. So we're going to be catching up with Nicola Thorne in a couple of weeks. Very excited about that. And then at the end of July, can't believe we're actually in July right now. It is July, yep, 17th today. I had to check then. Um, at the end of the July, it's the long international show jumping competition, which is held at Hickstead. And uh, we'll be going down there and taking some photos for you. And they're just keeping you up to date with what's going on. So it is mega, mega busy over here in the UK. Do keep me updated with what you're getting up to with your horse because you know I love to see the photos. Not only do I love to see photos and videos, but I love picking up tips and advice as well because um, you know I'm not great at riding and I love learning. So any advice you've got will be gratefully received. And I just love seeing your stories of what you're up to. So do include me in any messages uh, on Twitter, hashtag horse hour. I'm at Amy Stevenson one. Uh, uh, horse hour is at horse hour. And we're on Facebook and Instagram too. Thanks so much for listening. And I hope you have a really, really lovely week with your horse. I'll speak to you soon. You've been listening to Horse Hour. Join the community on Twitter, Mondays, 8pm UK time, 3pm Eastern, by using the hashtag HorseHour. Follow Amy at AmyStevenson1 and subscribe to us on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher and Player FM. Hold up. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.